Hey, this is Joe, and welcome to season two of the Jesus Talks podcast. I am so happy to have you here listening. We are walking through a four-week series called What I Wish I Had Known, a relationship series. I am, again, so glad to have you listening. My prayer is that the Lord speaks to you through this and that you can leave this series four weeks from now different than you came. Enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. It's Monday, which means it's podcast day. Excited to be back. Week two of this series, what I wish I had known. And last week, we started off with the idea and topic of purity, pursuing purity. And I chose that as the first one because I believe, especially since we're in a relationship series, if you want to do any relationship right, whether it be dating, marriage, friendship, whatever you want to call it, you've got to be consciously aware of the protection of your purity and the importance of that because you take that into any relationship. So I wanted to hit that one first because that's like a, before we even talk about what we should be doing inside of relationships and what we wish we had known while dating and while married and while this, we, we gotta hit the, the precursor, which is purity. And if you guys have not listened to that, you can go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Anchor, whatever you listen on, and you can type in what I wish I had known, a relationship series, Pursuing Purity, the Jesus Talks podcast. You can find it. If you did or didn't listen to that one, I'm glad you're here today. We're going to keep moving right on along with this series. And week two is going to be a little bit different because, like I said, we got the precursor of, of purity. And now we're going to dive into some of the things that for the next few weeks, some of the things that I wish I had known when it comes to relationships. And week two is striving for sanctity. Now, I will get into what sanctity is and why that has been given a whole podcast episode. Before I do, I just wanted to shout out, first off, shout out someone, Brianna Phillips. You guys may not know Brianna. Brianna is one of my really close friends. She is a photographer, graphic designer, social media extraordinaire. She does it all. And she, about two or three weeks ago, took charge of running my podcast as far as social media and graphics go. And she has gone above and beyond. And she has killed it. And she's so talented. And I couldn't not shout her out for everything she's doing because she's rocking it. So yeah, guys, go follow her on Instagram, hype her up, all that good stuff. But nonetheless, I hope everybody has had a wonderful week. I am actually about to fly to Texas tonight and I'll be in Dallas all week. So I had to record this podcast um, before I before I fly out, I had to get it in. If you guys haven't noticed, the podcast is on a new Monday schedule. So every episode will be out on Mondays. So you're going to get week three and week four of the series. 
the next two Mondays, hopefully, God willing. So if you just stay on that schedule, that'll be awesome. I appreciate all the DMs, all the the reposts, the reshares. That's so helpful um, for someone trying to grow their podcast and, and trying to get it just to the ears of more people. Um, your guys's your reshares and your story posts and all that stuff has been has been incredible because when you do that you're showing your followers and you and you're almost spreading the gospel in the way because that's how the gospel works it's by word of mouth to one person and he tells five and those five tell five and it just spreads and i hope that my podcast can be done the same way if that's what the lord wants with it i know that he will he will let that happen but yeah i don't want to i don't want to beat around intros too long because today's isn't going to be an hour today's will be a little bit less than that because we are, we are focusing on one singular topic but i don't want to mess around i want to get right into it so i'm going to pray for us and then we're going to dive into striving for sanctity so let's bow our heads dear god thank you for this time i pray that you have your way with this time that you are able to reach all of us in a unique and specific way in accordance to what you want us to receive, Lord. I pray that I can merely be a vessel and that as these words are given to each and every ear that listens to this podcast, I pray that as they receive this knowledge, they can then be a vessel with it and and carry it on to others and then also bring application to their own lives and their own pursuits of relationship. God, I pray that in your name, amen. Amen, amen. Striving for sanctity. Now, Big topic, and a topic that I, to be honest, I I don't think I really learned about until, wow, I must have been 18 or 19. Sanctification is such a big word in the church. I don't think we're ever necessarily taught about its unique and specific purpose, which is weird and interesting. So I just wanted to bring definition to sanctity first off. So if you look up sanctity in a biblical context, it is the state of being holy. So anytime throughout this podcast where I say sanctification, sanctity, I'm talking about holiness or cleansing or even purity from last week. It's this idea of just this lifelong, because sanctification is just this lifelong pursuit of holiness that we have as Christians. Because when we, when we acquire salvation, when we place our faith in Christ, we are saved, but then we still have this lifelong journey, which is us learning what that salvation looks like. It's us pursuing how to be holy in each area of our life. And like I said, it is a lifelong thing. It is something that you are constantly improving in that, that comes with convictions and with goals. It's a big thing. And we're going to break it down a little bit. And today we're going to be focusing on dating and marriage inside of this topic of sanctification because this is a relationship series so we're going to get into some relationships now obviously as we've said before season one and anytime we've talked about dating um, the bible gives us no dating information because that wasn't something that was occurring in the time of scripture being authored so we can use marriage as the goal as what we pull from but also we can use some other forms of relationship as the vehicle. There is a quote by a pastor who has a wonderful podcast. I forgot the name of the podcast and the pastor. That's upsetting. He said, if you look in the Bible, we are given two kinds of women. We are given a wife 
and then we are and then we are given a sister and a mother. He's like, now if we're going to take the wife away, because right now we're focusing on dating, we have sisters and mothers, and then we have prostitutes. Those are the two kinds of women that are super zoom focused in on. He's like, so when you're dating, are you going to treat that girl like a sister, like a mother or like a prostitute? And that was, that was a super cool quote because when I'm thinking about dating and I'm like, okay, the Bible tells me nothing about dating. What do I look at? It's like, well, how do, how do the people in scripture, how does Jesus in scripture, how does he treat women? How does he treat sister? How does he treat his mother? And, and you can look at that in means to really anything when it comes to relationships, but I thought that was an interesting outlook. And I think we have to understand that a partner in general, whatever level of partnership they are with you, they're existing to help you find joy as God defines it and vice versa. That is what your existence looks like when you join together with them. So for lack of better words, marriage is not for self-fulfillment at all. Dating is not for self-fulfillment. It is for sanctification. That is why we are on this topic because when we bring it down to its absolute core, and this is point number one, Biblically speaking, marriage is a means of sanctification. When we come together in covenant, when we come together and two become one, you are now joining together and committing to helping that person pursue holiness and they are making that same commitment to you. So that is what dating looks like. That is what marriage is. So we have to wrap our heads around this definition because I think a lot of times we get into relationships or even marriages is for, for purposes of self-fulfillment. Like this is going to bring me something. This is going to improve my life. This is going to be better for me. And yes, it, it will have improvements because if you truly love someone, you get to be in marriage with them like that, that covenant. That's awesome. But the number one reason why we're getting into this isn't for yourself. You know, you are bringing something to them and they are bringing something to you. And that is how it's able to work so perfectly because man and woman have different parts they bring to the table. And when you come together, we were built to be in covenant with all of the things that we bring. In 2 Timothy 2.21, it says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, and ready for every good work. God, he created covenant for honorable use. So what marriage is and what covenant is, God created those things with the idea that we were going to use them in an honorable way and then in a way that is glorifying to him. So when we are joining together with someone and we're striving for that holiness, we're, we're coming together and helping the other one pursue sanctification, we are doing covenant the way that God intended for us to do it. Obviously, we talked about this last week. There are wrong ways to use the things that God has given us. Because like last week, we talked about sex and how sex, God said sex was a good thing and was something that was holy and something that would be used to glorify him if done right. But it can be done very wrong. And dating, marriage, they're the exact same way. They're things that God, well, marriage more specifically, God created for us. But dating was the vehicle that we have societally taken to get to marriage. So God wants that to be 
holy and glorifying to him too, even if it's not specifically placed in scripture. We can never make the jump from, hey, I see you to where Mary, there has to be some kind of vehicle in the middle that is taking us to marriage. Now, I do want to rewind since we are talking about dating and let's talk about that period before that even starts. So it's the question of how successfully can we achieve and pursue this holiness that we want in relationship and marriage and how our success will probably start with our ability to be a friend to someone else, our ability to be talking to someone else, our ability to, you know, once we have pursued that purity and and we are looking how we visit and sit in that season. So let's get three common statements out of the way. Number one, you can only date in order to marry. We've already said this, but I wanted to make that crystal clear. If I want to marry someone, there has to be a period of dating, of courting, whatever you want to call it. There has to be that period period where we are not committed. We are not fully in covenant. We are committed to each other, but we both still have our separate relationship with God. We are both still our own person in oneness. Not till marriage do we come together and become one whole flesh. We are still two separate. So you can only date in order to marry. Number two is you should never date someone who isn't a Christian. A lot of people like to beat around this topic and be like, well, maybe like I want to keep it super real and transparent with you guys. You should never date someone who isn't a Christian. And number three follows that. And it's because you don't have a common interest with them in Jesus. The way that um, I believe it is church home podcast. I want to say it's them, but somebody else. They created this model, one of the pastors on the podcast on their on, in their dating series, where they were like, all right, if you look at ourselves, we have a holy, pursuing sanctification, glorifying God side of us. And then we also have this sinful, rebellious, failing, imperfect side of us. And every day we're waking up and we're trying to win that balance. We're trying to pursue the sanctification. We're trying to be that holy version of ourselves, not the sinful version of ourselves. They're like, when you are talking or dating a Christian, they have the relation with you in the sense of they're doing the same thing. They are also pursuing that holy, sanctified side of their life. They don't want that sinful, rebellious side. So every time when you guys wake up, when you guys are together, you are helping each other make sure that you guys get to that holy side, not the sinful, rebellious side. But if you're dating someone who isn't a Christian, the only common ground they have with you is that sinful rebellious side because they don't have the holy pursuing sanctification, God honoring, God glorifying side because they're not a Christian. So the only common ground they have with you is sin. So a non-believer can only find resonance with the sinful and rebellious side of you. And that's gonna bring a huge red flag. So you wonder why when you begin to date someone who isn't a Christian, you compromise your morals. You, you lack the ability to pursue purity. You're no longer following sanctification. It's because they're going to, not even maybe by their own choice, they're going to lead you into areas of compromise because they don't have that holy side. They only have the sinful, rebellious side. And we, have to have, we also have to understand this, and this is just more of a generalization and, and something that we need to also know as Christians. When somebody isn't a Christian, sin isn't sin to them. The things that we morally say are wrong and say we shouldn't do as Christians, for people who aren't Christians, those things aren't morally wrong to them. So it's not like they're saying, I... I want us to go into sin. 
they're just saying, this is something that I want to do. And to you, it's sin. And to me, it's not. So for them, it's okay. But for you, it's not. So when you are placing yourself in a relationship with someone who isn't Christian, you are towing that line and it's unsafe and it's not right. So let's sit with those three things. You can only date in order to marry. You should never date anyone who isn't a Christian because you don't have a common interest in Christ. So once we have pursued purity, we can flash fast back forward again. Once we have pursued purity and we begin to focus on dating, now we're looking at dating. Now we're saying this is something that I want to do. This is something I want to do right. What is dating's purpose? Like what is the purpose of dating in general? Because if, you're, if I'm telling you and you're like, Joe, you say that we have to date in order to marry. Dating's not in the Bible. So what is it for? This brings us to point number two. Dating is exploring the idea of marriage. So we should only date people who can reasonably contribute to our sanctification. Dating is exploring the idea of marriage. That's the best definition that I could put on dating for you guys. Because we know that we want to use that covenant that God has given us well. We want to pursue marriage. We want to become one in flesh with somebody. We want to join together with someone and help them pursue sanctification and have them do the same for us. We want that and dating is how we get there. But it's that common thing we hear from all the Christian pastors like, you should be dating with the intention of marriage. And it's the absolute truth. If I'm committing to dating you, that means that in my mind, I see you as somebody that I could maybe marry. In my mind, I see this going somewhere that may lead to us becoming married. I see us, as we begin to date, taking steps toward marriage. And of course, as we're taking those steps towards marriage, if we see something that's wrong or if God leads us somewhere else, it's okay. It doesn't mean once you start dating someone that has to be the person you marry, but it means that your intention should be for you to be pursuing the steps to marriage with that person. And the second part of that that. Point number two was we should only date people who can reasonably contribute to our sanctification, which, which is pretty simple in, in what we've talked about so far, right? If I, if I look at you and, and I'm, in, if I'm, I'm, I'm your friend, if I'm someone who may like you and we're not dating, if I don't think that you are ever going to contribute to my sanctification, if I don't think that you're someone who is going to help me pursue holiness, if I don't think you're somebody that's going to come together with me and help me fight that daily battle of overcoming flesh and sin and choosing Jesus and glorifying him, then you're not someone who I should want to date because we're not going to have the same purpose. We're not going to have the same goals. We're not going to have the same morals. Our end goal is different. And here's the thing. Some people may not be there yet. So that's why it's so important to remain equally yoked. I think a lot of things that we miss as Christians, especially with this equally yoked topic, is we put it into like a this or that. Like if you're Christian, you're equally yoked. If you're not Christian, you're unequally yoked. But the truth is, there can be two people that are both Christian, but they can still be unequally yoked because someone is further along in their walk than the other one, and that's okay. That doesn't mean the person that's not as far along in their walk is doing something wrong. It doesn't mean the person that is further along in their walk is doing something better. It just means that we're in different places. So we have to get more specific when it comes to being equally yoked with someone. For instance, if I look at my life right now, I'm in ministry, I'm pursuing pastoring someone who is new to their faith 
while being a follower of Jesus, while doing all the right things, they may not be a person that I believe reasonably will contribute to my sanctification right now because they're still figuring out what sanctification is to, to them. They're fi- still figuring out what purity is to them. They're, they're still figuring out their relationship with Christ. Whereas I'm about to start ministry, I need someone who's going to be a pastor's wife, someone who's going to help me in my own ministry, right? So we need to have a lens that is telling us, is this someone who the Lord wants for me? Is this someone who is going to have a relationship with me that is ordained, that is honoring to Christ, that is moving forward? We always hear the equally yoked verse, and we all know that it's not talking about eggs. It's talking about oxen, and two oxen are yoked together when they're leading, um, whatever it may be, a wagon or a carriage. There's a lot of different things back then. So it's like the idea of them two are right next to each other and they're walking alongside each other and they're pulling something behind them. Now, if the oxen were unequally yoked and one was in front of the other, the wagon falls, the people fall off. That's why it's like you have to be right there next to each other walking together. And the cool thing about sanctification is when you're doing that, if one of you falls, the other one is right next to you to pick them back up and to help them walk again. That's what, that's what the pursuit of holiness is. If me and my wife are going day by day or if me and, and we're walking through this life together and one day I'm really struggling with this and she's like, hey, like, let's figure this out. Let me pray for you. Let's handle this. That's her helping me pursue holiness because if she had not been there, it may have been a lot more difficult. So that's what that holy pursuit of sanctification looks like. Also, another thing to add is in John 17, 17, Jesus says that we will be sanctified in truth and that the word is truth. So the word is going to be foundational in us understanding sanctification. More than anything, the word sanctification itself isn't stated a whole lot of times in scripture, but the idea, the idea is hammered and hammered in scripture because it's of mass importance. So I would say if you want to be someone that can reasonably contribute to someone else's sanctification that can also reasonably honor your own, the word needs to be foundational. The word, the word needs to be something that you are diving into consistently. Because when I commit to dating someone, I am basically committing to participating in this person's walk with Jesus. It's as simple as that. And that's, that's point number three. So write that down. If you're taking notes, write that down. When I commit to dating someone, I am committing to participating in this person's walk with Jesus. Because that's what it is. Because you have your own individual walk with Christ. They have their own individual walk with Christ. When you come together and you begin to date, you are now still, you now are still maintaining your individual walk with Christ. But you also have this joined together walk now that you guys are becoming closer to being one and you are exploring the idea of marriage. So when I become married to you, we become one and now it's our walk. The same way when you have student debt from college and you marry someone that becomes our student debt. It's the same exact thing when it comes to covenant. You are now taking this person's walk with Christ into your own walk with Christ. So now you're not just worried and concerned about making sure that you're honoring Christ and glorifying Christ and pursuing sanctity. You are making sure that they are honoring Christ, they are glorifying Christ, and they are pursuing sanctity for themselves. And when it's done right, they're doing the same thing for you. And that's the most functional way that relationship can exist. So I want to leave you with two questions. Number one, can I commit to them? It's not the silly like, oh, I have commitment issues. I don't know if they're the one for me. With everything that I have said 
about what relationship is, what marriage is, what the goals of both of those things are, can I commit to this person? When you are thinking about dating, when you are thinking about taking that next step, that is the first question you need to ask themselves. Because the follow-up question is this, can I commit to unified sanctity? Because when I'm committing to them, I'm committing to now being a part of their faith walk. I am committing to now being a part of their pursuit of holiness. So when I'm committing to someone, it's not just me saying, hey, let me call you boyfriend, you call me girlfriend, let's post about each other on Instagram, let's go on dates, let's, let's be physical. It's saying we are joining together in the serious thing that God has created. We are gonna make sure that we are using it with honorable use and with glorifying use. It's a big commitment. So if someone has, says they have commitment issues, that's something that you, that you may reasonably be able to have commitment issues over because we can agree that some people aren't ready for that yet. But that's not an issue. That's just a part of life. I'm glad we got to cover that. And I want to kind of just paint this picture for you when it comes to dating. And this is something that is kind of included as a side note in this podcast. Michael Todd um, from Transformation Church, he definitely, I don't, I don't listen to a whole lot of his sermons, um, but I did listen to his series on relationships a couple of years ago when I was first starting to be a Christian. And he creates this image for us. And he's saying, picture you're at the airport, okay? And those trams that we use at the airport, you know, the ones where it's like you're holding on to the pole above your head and like you're holding on for dear life because it's shooting fat forward fast and there's no seats really and everybody's standing and you're going from A to B to B to C. He's like, that's what dating is supposed to look like. Because when you get on to that tram or when you start dating and you have purpose, you know where you're going. I'm starting here, I'm going here, and I'm gonna end up here. So when I'm getting on this tram, when, I, when I'm starting this ride, when, when I am doing whatever this looks like, I have purpose in my walk, I have purpose, I have goals in that, so I'm not messing around. The reason there's no seats on trams like that is because you're not supposed to stay there a long time. People that get onto that tram with no purpose are gonna be there forever. So when we know why we're dating, we know what the function of dating is and we know what it looks like and we make that commitment to start doing it, it should be like that tram ride. It should always be moving forward, always be moving with purpose, always be moving with goals with that unified end goal of what we already specifically talked about. So paint that picture in your mind and I wanted to leave you guys with that picture as well. I hope and I pray that you guys learn something from this 30 minute period we have. I pray that you were able to grow, you were able to take some things away that you can now bring into your relationships, that you can now bring into your conversations and hopefully that can be additions to your knowledge and to your wisdom. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I hope whenever this podcast reaches you that it was when you needed it most and that you guys can continue to be vessels and ambassadors and carry this word on to others. Stay in your word, stay faithful in prayer, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Hey, I am so glad you listened to my episode. Thank you. I appreciate your support. I love you. Jesus loves you. I'm praying for you. If you need any specific prayer needs or anything else, you can always DM me 
at the Jesus Talks podcast on Instagram. Have a great day.